So welcome to If Life Were Perfect. I'm Laura Meyer, and with me, as always, is my husband, Josh. Hey, guys. So today we're going to be talking about how to prioritize our time. And we'll tell you, we have four kids in a law firm and other side ventures. So we've had to get really good at prioritizing our time because we only have obviously 24 hours in a day and it's easy to get caught up in things that aren't really serving us. Time management and prioritizing our time, that's something that has been a journey for us. I have to tell you, when the kids were little, I was starting the business and I remember I didn't have any time to myself. You guys who have little kids, you know what that's like. This was right before Josh came over to my firm and I was just starting it from the kitchen table. So he was off at work and I had an important call with somebody and I like timed out the call. I thought, okay, the baby will be napping and then my two-year-old, I'll just put something on TV. I'll sneak upstairs and I'll take this guy's call. So I got the baby down and I got the two-year-old situated and I went upstairs in my bedroom and I was half dressed when I saw the phone ring. I took the call and within about, I think a minute, my two-year-old, he starts to bang on my bedroom door and there's this balcony. So I thought, I gotta get away from him and I'm not thinking straight, realizing I'm half-dressed. I go out on my balcony. My two-year-old ends up unlocking the door to my room and is starting to bang on the balcony door now. I'm leaning over the balcony, trying to get away from my two-year-old, realizing that there's a lot of people out there on the green belt. And I see this college kid who's home from his mom's house. And I'm like praying he does not look up and see me. And if he does, I'm just like hoping I will look better from a distance because I had just had a baby. And I just thought, I am not going to make it. There is no way I'm going to be able to get things in order to have the life that I want and get away from this type of daily chaos. So fast forward, uh, things are much better now, wouldn't you say, Josh? Yeah, I'd say they're a lot better. We've been able to uh, shift things around a little bit, so we were able to not have to be out on the balcony with a two-year-old. Yeah. So we, we've come a long way. You know, and really by prioritizing our time and really using time management, we're now at a place where we're able to do the things that we want to do. We're able to run a law firm. We're able to spend time with our kids. And it's not just spending regular time. I'm able to coach their teams. Laura's able to teach their Sunday school classes. We have time to work out. We take regular day dates where we just take a whole day off of work and spend time together. Both of us serve on charity boards and nonprofits where we're not only just you know contributing money, but we're actually contributing our time, going to board meetings, planning events. Laura's the head of the gala program. We spend time with our kids' school programs. We come to all of their events. We really have it mapped out where we're able to do these things and what's great about it is when we're out at these events we have things set up and systematized where we have other people for us at work making us money we've really been able to create that you know if life were perfect list and really start checking things off and like laura said though this was a journey yeah and i think the biggest thing i don't know that you mentioned it but i follow the kids school schedule so i am able to be at home which oh my gosh you guys sometimes i'm like just give me the full-time job but I'm able to be at home when the kids aren't in school. And for me, that was a big priority. I wanted to do that. I had a stay-at-home mom growing up. And so I wanted to set my schedule up where I could do that with them. We are able to fit in those things that are most important to us. But that really required us to be intentional about how we're spending our time. So we're going to walk you guys through a process where you could really get serious about prioritizing your time. 
And the starting point for that, and this was the same starting point for us, is you really, really want to think about, again, that list you made of if life were perfect. Because once you set your goals of what you want to accomplish or what you want to become or who you want to be, all of those things, you want to backtrack and say, how am I spending my time in is how I'm spending my time going to get me to where I'm saying I want to be. Because I think a lot of times we're just kind of going through the motions. You know, we're doing what other people tell us we need to be doing with our time, but that doesn't necessarily meet our goals. And so going back to the list is the way where we can make sure that when we're looking at how we spend our time or how we want to spend more of our time, it's really getting us to our goals. I mean, yeah, I have a girlfriend who spends three hours a day at the gym and she looks fantastic. I mean, even I like to look at her in a swimsuit, but you know what? I don't need to be a swimsuit model. Maybe that's Josh's dream for my If Life Were Perfect list, but it's definitely not mine. I'm glad. You're beautiful, sweetie. That's what's important to her, but it's that's different from, you know, from what I want. And so I think it's really important to your point, Josh, think about what they want, not necessarily what's expected um, or what their friend is doing, but you know, how should they be spending their time based on what they want in the end? So what you want to do is you actually want to audit how you're currently spending your time. And Josh, you, I think you were there when I flipped out because for those of you who have iPhones, I think it's an iPhone thing, but when the year changed or something, all of a sudden I was getting these messages where it was telling me how I was spending time on my phone. Like it was breaking it down between like productivity and basically time waste. It doesn't call it that. I could not believe how much time I was spending on my phone. I'm like, there is no way I played Tetris for six hours. Did I? I don't know. I hope not. But um, you're very good at it. So there's a chance. You, you know I think what? you beat most 13 year olds in the country. I could be anyone as you could be anyone at Crash Rail. That was eye opening to me because I think sometimes we think we're spending our time certain ways and we don't realize exactly how much time we're actually spending doing things. For example, before we got some outside help, it felt like I was spending a lot of time doing housework. I didn't realize how much time it was and it was a lot of time. And so one thing we want you guys to do and that we've done that's being helpful is we want you to actually audit your time. For your iPhone, this is great, for or whatever phone you have, I'm sure there's an app, but that'll tell you how much time you're spending on your phone. That right there is gonna be very insightful for you and very helpful. When you're off the phone, we want you to jot down, just track for like a week how much time you're spending driving the kids somewhere or going to the gym. I love my home gym video because he's always like, you could get this workout done in the same time it takes you to drive to the gym and back. And I'm like, that is true. Like you could do your lazy 21 minute workout in the same amount of time it takes you to drive to the gym. So definitely start tracking your time. You don't know what you're doing unless you track it. It doesn't count. Um, and so if you're trying to guess, you may just be inaccurate, especially when you haven't had to be conscious of it before. Josh thinks he only disappears in the bathroom for five minutes in the morning when it's really 45 minutes. Awesome. I'm glad we're using bathroom <laughs> jokes already. I think every husband's notorious for that. We all know you guys are just playing on your phone. Anyway. Peace. Peace. <laughs> the next thing that you want to do to kind of prioritize your time and take control. Are the things that I'm doing, are they really getting me towards my goals? Because that's really what you want to get at. And so 
if they aren't getting you to your goals, then we need to look at cutting them out or reducing them. And kind of a simple process that I go through, somebody said this to me once, when you're contemplating whether to do something or not, the simple rule is it's either a heck yeah or it's a no. And so if it's not a heck yes, I want to do this or heck yes, this is going to get me to where I want to be, then it's a no. Unless it's coming home to me and the kids because I don't know that we're always a heck yeah. So there's <laughs> going to be some stuff you just have to do. Sure. But this is something where based on your goals, is it a heck yeah for reaching your goals? If it's not, then you can initially cut it. That doesn't mean you can't bring stuff back in that, you know, look, I don't want to do the laundry. That, that's not a heck yeah, but it still needs to get done. You're going to still need to put that back in, but we want to focus first on the things that are really going to get us to where we want to be, especially right now. And this list is going to change over time because if you want to do a book, you're going to set aside a certain amount of time for writing a book, but at some point the book's going to be done and you're going to be able to use that time for something else. It's really about going through how you're spending your time and cutting out things that aren't a heck yeah. Um, and you'll find that you're probably cutting out a bunch of stuff or reducing your time. Well, yeah, I know for me, a simple thing that I did at work to free up more time is, you know, I had been taking a lot of meetings with other like financial professionals or referral partners, which, oh my gosh, you guys, if you want to bang your head against the wall all day long, just take meetings with people who pull out colored charts. But um, I realized that was not the best use of my time. So by cutting out those meetings for the most part, it freed me up so much more at work to focus on actually meeting with my clients or doing my writing, whatever it was, or my public speaking, freeing me up to do the things that were actually making me money and making me happy. The next piece is look at what tasks you're doing that you could outsource. Is there someone else that could be doing this? And a lot of that too is gonna have to align with your values. Cause like for me, I could hire someone to come home after school with the kids and there's no shame in that. I have lots of friends who have that schedule and they're wonderful mothers, probably better than me, but I didn't want to outsource the task. I wanted to be the one going home after school with the kids and driving them being their mommy Uber because that was important to me. But one of the things I had to outsource was housework. One of my friends who has a very busy job told me someone had given her great advice saying, the housework that we do at home has no correlation to what kind of mother or father we are. Yes. It I love that person. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, honestly, we had to do the financial analysis. I'm like, okay, going to marriage therapy is going to cost us 150 bucks a visit at a minimum. Or we, we could just outsource the laundry and stop fighting about it. And so we decided to outsource the laundry because Josh seriously told me, quote, well, the thing is, I just don't enjoy doing housework. As though that was like, oh, you don't? Oh, well, my God, I'll do. No, but and, and for our house, I mean, we have four kids and both both of us and they play sports. I mean, we have a revolving door of laundry. I mean, it's, oh it's God. Yeah. loads and loads every single day. Um, and it's more than just anybody could keep up with. Well, and no one reuses a towel. I don't know why. Yeah. Okay. You don't need to get into our, uh, that, that we're <laughs> not as green of a family. <laughs> um, it was just taking up so much, so much time. It was causing fights and it was something that was really easy to outsource. I mean, there's a lot of people who do it, do it very well, do it probably, well, probably better than me for sure. Probably not better than Laura, but it's something where they could do it in a way that's very efficient. It didn't take away from us and it allowed us to free up time, whether that was doing more at work, doing more with the kids or just having downtime, it was something that we were able to reprioritize our time with um, by outsourcing. Yeah. And so one of the things that you'll want to do is just when you're looking at that, that, whatever the task is, once you've audited your time, ask, can somebody else be doing this? That's always the goal. 
to outsource anything that you can as long as it doesn't contradict, obviously, your personal values. Yeah, and this is going to go in stages because, you know, when we were younger and, and just starting out and stuff, you have a lot more time than you have money. And oh, so yeah. you can or spend Or you don't have either. Yeah, or you don't have either. And then, you know, at some point, you know, there's going to be a shift and you want though the focus to be on how you can outsource it. And so that's going to be a lot of how you align kind of how you make your money, how you spend your money to be able to focus your time on what you really want to do. Yeah. So if you're in a position right now where you're like, gosh, like we, I'm broke. Uh, I'm not making that much money. I'd love to outsource my laundry. Don't just write this concept off. Still write it down. That's a good goal. Write it out so you know what tasks you're currently doing that you need to be outsourced, you know, that you should outsource. And like Josh is saying, then great, you could realign the budget because so many times, like especially for us, the reason we got our schedule to this place is we realized a lot of these like little tasks that we were doing at work or at home, if we freed ourselves up and just did what we were good at, we are making way more money than what those little tasks cost. So you do want to shift to that point where you're, you, you say, well, I'm, I'm, am making more money doing my job or starting my business than I am folding laundry. You want to see what can be outsourced, even if you're not quite there yet. Yeah. And then I think that kind of flows into kind of one of the next things that you can do bundling your task, because it's something where it may be what you're doing right now you need to do but you're not doing it the most efficient way. We go to business coaches all the time and go to different strategy events and things like that. And one simple thing that the business coach had taught one of his clients was, this was a guy, I think he was a, some sort of salesman and he was traveling from one city to another to another. You know, He was covering you know, hundreds of miles in a day and he only got to meet with like two or three clients. So what the business coach had him do was, okay, look, if you're going to be going to a city, meet with as many people as you can in that day and just tell people, I can only meet with you on this day. And so by doing that, he was able to meet with, you know, six or seven clients in a day, only have to travel to one area and back, make his life so much better because he's not spending all the time in the car. And he was just much more efficient with what he was doing. So it was making him more money. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is so true. And I think sometimes we're afraid to tell people like, hey, I only meet with clients on these days or I only, you know, travel on these days and we think we'll miss out on a deal. I think there's fear there when in reality, it's the opposite. I mean, think about it. If just take it in the dating context, if you're going to date someone and they're like, oh, I can meet with you 24 seven, you tell me. You'd be like, oh, what's wrong with this person? But if they're like, hey, I'm open on Friday night next week, you'd be like, I'll take it. Do that with your own scheduling. Map it out where you do bundle your tasks so you are able to maximize your time. Just like Josh was saying, you know, meet with all the clients when you like when I fly up to San Francisco to our office up there. Well, that's where I'm meeting with all the people up in the Bay Area. I'm not flying up every day to meet with them. Make yourself exclusive and value your time. Because here's the thing. Nobody else is going to value your time if you don't value it yourself. And that's just the reality. Oh, I love that. You know, you have to value your time. And if you make it a priority, other people will make it a priority as well. Because yeah. they're going to be forced to. Because you've made yourself exclusive. And people respect that. I love that. Another point when it comes to kind of bundling your tasks or bundling your time. One thing that we did is, you know, when we did the analysis of where we wanted to live, we realized if we lived in our neighborhood that we bought in, it was very, it was a couple streets from our kids' elementary school. The junior high and high school are in the neighborhood because we've got kids like in all these ranges, right? 
and then it's a mile from our office. So literally, we realized that by buying a home in that neighborhood, we were going to cut out forever carpool, running all over the place, work commutes. And even though it cost us, like we could buy a bigger home, even probably in another neighboring city for cheaper because Newport's expensive. In the end, buying a cheaper home in the neighborhood, you know, that would require the 20 minute commute or 30 minute commute was going to be more expensive in the long run. Why? It was going to take away the time, the convenience, and it was going to cut down on our ability to work and to get home to the kids, all of those things. So always factor in the value of your time when you're factoring like the financial cost of things because that gets overlooked. You can always make more money, but you can't make more time. So spend that the most wisely. You know, yeah. I would say, you know, we had our budgeting episode. That's super important. Budgeting your time is immensely more valuable. And if you talk to, I mean, like I think we've talked about before, you know, we do estate planning. So we're talking to people at the end of their life and kind of what they remember and what their dreams were. It's not about where they spent their money. It's where they spent their time. You know, this is probably, I would say the best thing that you can do for your life is audit your time and use it wisely. I would take time over money any day of the week. Actually, I'm lying. I want both. (laughs) All right. The last piece that we should talk about when it comes to prioritizing our time that I think will be helpful is what you want to add to your schedule. Time management isn't about just eliminating time. It's making time for the stuff that you want to do. The whole reason I even kind of learned this concept was I was mentoring someone and she asked me, if you could add something to your weekly schedule, what would it be? And I was like, I couldn't even answer her because I spend so much time thinking about what I can outsource and eliminate. I never truly think about what I wanted to add. And so I realized for me, one of the things that I had always wanted to do and that I was missing is I I really missed running. You know, like I think I mentioned earlier, I do my lousy 21 minute workout every day, but I wanted to get in like that solid long run in the back bay where I live. And so I thought I would love to have a designated morning where I could just run. And then I'm a Catholic. And so I wanted to go to a weekday mass with all the old people. (laughs) I literally, I'm I kid you not, at 40 years old, I am the youngest person by far at weekday mass. So I wanted to be able to do that on Wednesday morning after my run so I could really just have that personal time to myself. So I started doing that. And that by making that small addition to my week, it brought so much continuity to everything because it was on a Wednesday. You know, Wednesday's hump day. It's like, oh, I'm only halfway there. Well, now I look forward to Wednesday. It like re-energizes me for the rest of the week. It's my time. And what's hilarious is one of my girlfriends said, oh, on Wednesday morning, you run and then you go to mass. Well, um, what morning does Josh get to himself? I'm like, uh, all the other ones. <laughs> Nobody can see this, but I'm shaking my head. <laughs> Uh, part I mean, of our schedule is that yeah. I am home every morning and I'm also home by five okay, o'clock. Yeah, so but Wednesday is my, <laughs> I'm very present. Wednesday is my morning to experience what it's like to be a man. Anyway, you'll want to think about something to add, you know, to your schedule that maybe you think is missing. Right. For us, just on like a personal level too, just as a couple, uh, one of the things that is really hard to do is to spend quality time. I mean, we work together, so we are together oh nonstop. My God. But it's different, right? It's Working different. together, you're in a different mode. 
completely. I'm in work mode. And he's very well, cold at work. I try not it, to take it personally. And it, you know, it's just a different mindset. And so we're with each other all the time, but it's either, most of the time it's either at work or with that kids. And so you're either in worker mode, you're in parenting mode, you're not in husband, wife, yeah. I love you mode. Yeah. And that's a very different and necessary thing that you want to have accomplished. And so we hear all the time, you know, people, you know, carve out a night where every week where you do a date and things like that. And we've tried that, but that was so hard for us because, you know, one, you're just tired, you're exhausted, you have kids needs, you have to get a babysitter, you have to do reservations. You know, it's oh, a yeah, whole. I'm no good or, after eight at night. I'm yeah, like, it's a, it's a whole tired. ordeal. It's hard to do. And so Laura had a fantastic idea um, where she said, well, why don't we do a day date? And this has been one of the best things for our marriage, for just our personal life, for just, you know, feeling rejuvenated. Yeah, uh, while the kids are at school. So we can't get the call from the sitter that they like won't go to bed or they're being terrible. We're like, look, the, the they're at school, which means if there's an emergency, they'll actually keep them. We can't take them. So it's like the perfect mentality to have when you go on a date you're like we're literally kid free nobody's gonna make us get our kids everything's open it's not busy we can do outdoor activities oh, yeah. you know, nothing's off the table and so we end up going hiking or kayaking or doing a yeah. bunch of activity getting massages going out to lunch you know it really is a great opportunity that we get to spend together and it was something though we had to prioritize our time because we needed to be able to say okay how can we do this and still be able to you know have a functioning business and be able to spend quality time with our kids this didn't happen overnight uh, we didn't oh, do this day one of starting the business. You know, we're now, you know, eight, nine years into the business. And so we're able to do this. But that was something that was really critical to us in just saying, look, this is how we're going to spend our time with each other. Yeah. And what I love about it, too, is when you do add something to your schedule and you calendar it and you know what's happening, that helps you to get through like the tougher days or like when your spouse isn't always like the nicest or whatever it is, because then, you know, like, hey, that's happening. It's on the calendar. It's going to happen. Like even if, you know, we're coming and going and we're in a million different directions. Well, I know, well, I'm going to get to connect with you, you know, and I'm going to have just my time with you on that day. And so that's something that is really important. And they say for kids, there's something called MBS time, mind, body, and soul, that if you do that, even with your kids, if you calendar it for 15 minutes, um, and let them pick something to do. One of the you know parenting podcasts we listen to talks about that. What, what a difference that makes. So we're not here to give you relationship advice necessarily or parenting, but the concept we're trying to convey is if there's something important to you or something that's going to lead you to that if life were perfect list, add it to your schedule. Eliminate the stuff that's not working for you and add in the stuff that is. And that's really going to get you to where you want to be. I, I, you know, I wanted to be, make sure that I'm reading more. And so instead of, you know, spending my time on the phone, I just reshifted it. So I'm going to spend that time reading. And so that doesn't mean I don't play games on my phone from time to time. Yes, you do. Ha. Um, but it's something where I was able to reshift the focus and it was something where I was still getting the same kind of relaxing and relief, but I was also, you know, kind of improving myself and getting me um, something that I wanted for, for myself. So guys, we're going to talk a lot about time management um, on the podcast, and we'll give you some other great tips um, that we have done to really take control of our schedule, um, everything from time blocking to calendaring, all of those things, more on outsourcing, but we can't cover everything today. Um, but hopefully what you're taking away here is what it means to prioritize your time. So for today's quick step, we want you to ask yourself a very important question. If you could find the time to address one more priority on your if life were perfect list, 
what would it be? Then go to your schedule and make time for that task. You might need to cut something out to add this in, but we want this back on your schedule. Today's mailbag segment is brought to us by our friends at Camp Nugget, a summer camp program for kids with special needs ages 5 through 12 at Cal State Long Beach, my undergrad, Go Beach. Josh and I have had a chance to be involved in this program, and we absolutely love it. These kids get to do a summer camp program just like their peers, but in an environment where they have all of the right help and support to really thrive. They get to do adaptive PE sports, swimming, yoga, all sorts of fun stuff. And it is actually run by the students at Cal State Long Beach who are majoring in kinesiology. So these students are getting real life experience before going out in the workplace in their field. And also what's so great is a lot of the junior counselors there, they were actually Camp Nugget attendees when they were younger. And now they're getting to come back in a leadership role and give back and get that great experience. So thank you so much to Camp Nugget for all of the great things that you have going on there. Josh and I are so proud to be part of it. And if life were perfect, we would all be supporting Camp Nugget. We invite you to go to cslb.edu forward slash Camp Nugget to find out how you can donate and get involved today. So today for our mailbag segment, we have a couple of questions from listeners about time management. Thanks to everyone who has sent us questions. And if you'd like us to answer your questions, just visit us at ifliferepurfect.com or use the hashtag AskTheMyers and we'll do our best to help you out. Our first question today is from Adrian. Adrian writes, I've always had trouble with procrastination and poor time management. I chalk a lot of this up to bad habits I developed when I was young, going all the way back to middle school even. Now that my son Jesse is about the same age, I'm starting to notice that he is developing some of those same bad habits. How can I instill better time management skills in my nine-year-old? I, I feel like we need a, someone to answer this for our own family. In terms of your question about just, Adrian, you struggling with procrastination and poor time management, you know, one of the things that helps all of us, I think, accomplish our goals, stay on task, meet responsibilities is obviously calendaring out our time or time blocking. So we know, hey, it takes me a good 30 minutes in the morning to get ready. And so that's going to be on your calendar. And it can't be football time. It's got to be real time. I was going to say it can't be makeup time because, you know, it's like, okay, 10 minutes. So then I know take the kids out for an hour, do, you know, a lap around the park and then come back and mom will be ready. Yeah. Well, same thing when I'm watching the football game with you. Like, I know they're lying. It's not 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. It's really like another hour of my life sucked out of me. But um, I do think, you know, obviously having everything calendared out and giving yourself some buffer. I think a lot of us, we don't schedule in buffer time. And then um, the other piece that I was going to mention is if you're already calendaring everything and you are leaving buffer time and you're still having a really hard time sticking to a calendar, that might be a good opportunity for you to chat with like a medical professional since you mentioned that this has gone all the way back to childhood and you're now seeing this struggle in your child. So that might be another avenue to talk with a professional who works more in that space. Right. Because if it's, it, it may be something beyond time management, if you're looking at focus, that's something that, you know, could be something else. Our second question for today is from David. David writes, I work pretty standard nine to five in the accounting department at a large corporation. My wife, Vic, is an educator who switched to teaching continuing ed so she could have her days free to take care of our new baby. When I come home, we basically hand off parenting duties and she's out the door. 
How can we make room in our schedule for quality time with each other when our work schedules are so different? That is such a struggle when you have a new baby in terms of time management. And I think what's hard is you want to maximize your time with the baby. And if at all possible, a lot of people like the idea that they and their spouse or another family member are the ones with the baby, even if it means they have to work opposite schedules. And sometimes it just costs. It's expensive to have a nanny. What I would say, though, to um, David and Vic is... You really need to calendar time for each other, even if it's just, gosh, like once every other week, you guys need to have that scheduled kind of sacred time where it's just you guys and you're kid free and you're doing something for each other. Yeah, I, I mean, it comes back to, you know, going to your if life were perfect list and you're looking at where you're spending your time. I'm sure there may be something that you can cut out. It, this is something you want to add. You want to add quality time together. And so you need to find a place to fit that in. And I guarantee you there may be it's a chore that gets put off or it's, you know, you do need to get a babysitter for a few hours or have your mom or whoever watch a, watch the kid. But there's going to be a way that you can do it by either cutting something or changing something or bringing somebody else in. Yeah, I would even like treat it like a doctor's appointment. You would get a sitter, whatever it is. So to do that, and one thing I, that we do, which is cool, because I mean, we've got the law firm and the four kids is Josh and I schedule a day date every other Friday. And we've had to work up to that. You know, that's a nice chunk of time to have the day off together. But even if you start with 30 minutes of going for a walk together alone and calendaring it, it is something by calendaring it too that you can look forward to. So when you do feel a little cheated with each other on time, you can say, oh, but you know, I know on Friday, we're going to have that chance together. Yeah. And, and don't feel like it has to be grandiose. It doesn't have to be a half day adventure or going out to some big elaborate dinner. Maybe you start out smaller, especially when you have a little kid. I mean, you're tired anyways. You probably just want to have a break where you can just talk and converse. So it could just be something as simple as a walk or watching a movie together or whatever. It doesn't have to be grandiose. You'll still get that quality time. But set it aside, calendar it and stick to it and see how that works for you guys. And do something that your wife wants to do, not just what you want to do. Thanks for listening to If Life Were Perfect. If you're enjoying the show, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. If you know someone who could benefit from the principles we share here, please tell them about the show and remember to sign up for our quick steps at ifliferperfect.com to get more great tips and tricks in your inbox every week. 